You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. This is Fired Up NFL Draft Podcast with your host, Daniel Garen, Mitch Wolf. Mitch, we're back for part two. The last three New Year's Six Bulls games, all on New Year's Day, uh, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern. So, uh, West Coast people, I don't know about you, but if I were on the West Coast, I would not be up. Um, East Coast, I will barely be up. Uh, <laughs> so... Fiesta Bowl, 1 p.m., Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. Um, because Oklahoma, I believe, plays tonight or tomorrow? I think it's tonight, actually, yeah. yeah. So we're recording on Wednesday before New Year's. Uh, so they're playing Oklahoma in the Alamo Bowl tonight. Or Oklahoma's playing Oregon, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so this is a State versus Notre Dame, which is a, a very just interesting clash of teams that don't have, like, never – I don't even – I have. I wonder if they've ever even played. I'm going to look that up. Um, but – you know, you've kind of got this traditional air raid team that is randomly running the ball and playing defense really well this year. And then you've got Notre Dame who is, you know, doing Notre Dame things, but Brian Kelly's gone. Um, you got Marcus Freeman in there now. So just a, a very odd game. So yeah. And Jim Knowles in his last game as Oklahoma state's defensive uh, yeah. coordinator. Good um, point. So, uh, we yeah, wanna I, start with, do we want to, I guess we can start with the, offense of notre dame I yeah guess. i mean i guess that i mean then we can start with kyron williams who's a very good running back i think it i think he said he is um is he declaring pretty sure he said he's declaring um which if he if he isn't then we've got really not a lot of people in the draft to talk about but yeah because outside of him it's uh it's uh he is entering the nfl draft yep okay, okay perfect oh uh, we can talk about him because <laughs> it's Jarrett patterson and that's yeah. it. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, these teams have played a bunch. I was wrong. Oh, wow. oh sorry. No, no, never mind. Never mind. They have never played. These teams have never played each other. I was looking at their the graph was their uh, number of wins every season, but these teams have never played each other, which is interesting. Wow. Uh, always like a nice uh, new matchup in the New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kyron Williams is uh, the running back for Notre Dame. He's five nine, but buck ninety five, but. He plays a lot bigger. Like a lot of people have kind of talked about how he's such a good pass protector, even for such a little running back. Um, but he gets after, he knows where he needs to go. He attacks his blocks with ferocity, which is, you know, not always the case with most running backs, especially for littler ones like him. But yeah, really, of the top of the top running backs, I do think he has an argument to be the best pass protector of those oh, top, yeah, top for guys. Sure. Yeah. And he's like, and like the other two are like Brees Hall and Isaiah Spiller who reach like six, one, two thirty. And, you know, Kyron's probably like 5'8", 190, but you actually do the real measurements. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of juice. Um, really fun player to watch. You know, uh, we talked about Hassan Haskins in yesterday's episode and how he's kind of just your traditional downhill uh, power runner. Well, Williams is the opposite of that. He can kind of do everything, um, rushing, receiving, blocking, um, and, you know, playing a variety of schemes. So 
I think some people have him as their top running back. I'm not, I haven't studied this class as in depth, so I'm not sure exactly where he ranks, but he's definitely in the top three for me right now. Yeah, for me as well. Um, I guess we can go to the offensive line, which for Notre Dame standards has been a disappointment, um, mm-hmm. but should not have been surprising given how young it is. Yeah, um, I mean, they lost tackle. a ton of dudes last year. Yeah, from... Joe All and Blake Fisher are both true freshmen starting at their uh, two tackles. Um, mm-hmm. Jarrett Patterson's a senior. Um, he's moved around a bit. Yeah, he's played a lot of positions for them. Um, I think he's played both tackles, at least one guard spot. Yeah, and now center. Um, you like the versatility? I don't necessarily – I don't know if – he could potentially start. He's like a guy that I think will be a borderline starter in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. Probably more of that six lineman where you get him in to be able to play and just fill in your gap. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I or, or maybe he is, or maybe he does start and is just one of your lower end starters and you just move him around. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, you know, yeah. He's, you know, coming from a team that, you know, like we've, we've said, it's like, don't scout the helmet. But if a team does have, you know, a really positive trend of putting quality players in the NFL, you know, Notre Dame has an argument for O-line U with how many guys they're able to get to the pros. Um, and, you know, they're moving around because he's a good player. You know, he's if you're kind of trying for your best five and you have a guy who can play multiple positions, you know, he's still the guy on the field. Um, playing center, that, that's a tough position to kind of start off. And a lot of the Notre Dame line, they kind of started off, this year struggling and then they kind of figured out as the season went on and their schedule got easier. Um, but, you know, I think he's, you know, the center class is kind of weird because it's Linderbaum then a pretty big gap after that. But I think if he does declare, he's got, you know, an argument to be one of maybe the top three or four centers in this class. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. So, you know, it might take him a year to really get, get a ton of playing time, but you know, a lot of team it's weird because the NFL doesn't draft centers highly, even though it is such an important position on almost every team. You know, and once you have your guy, like they don't, they play for a long time. So I don't know why the NFL doesn't value them as highly as, you know, one would think they would. Yeah. Um, it is a position that typically does go later. Um, I, I definitely, I guess I should have phrased that better. I do think Patterson is a top five center in this class. I just don't necessarily think that that's a guaranteed starter. Okay. Um, fair enough. Yeah, and then the other guy is Kane Madden, who there was a lot of hype for him coming over from Marshall as a grad student, but, you know, kind of took his lumps early in the season, has played well down the stretch again, I think, because their schedule got a lot easier. But, you know, he's got the NFL size, you know, he's played pretty well at a tough program, you know, we'll see how he plays in this bowl game to finish out his college career, but, you know, kind of looking like a day three guard that, you know, could develop into something if you give him the right amount of time and development. Yeah, um, their only other draft eligible players, their left guard, Andrew Kristoffic. Don't really know a whole lot about him. Expect him to be back for next year. Um, at tight end, obviously, um, Michael Mayer. Fantastic. Sadly not eligible. <laughs> yeah, sophomore. Um, George Tackett um, is a senior draft eligible tight end. He's their tight end, too. Um, you he's know, like, he's like every other, like, not like top flight Notre Dame yes, tight yes, end. Yeah, yes. Durham Smites, the uh Troy Nicholas's, you know, he's that guy. The yeah. right tackle's a graduate student, Josh Lug, who's you know, he's a big lug. I mean, that's a great name for an offensive lineman. Um, not sure if he's really 
you know, NFL quality, but you know, again, helmet scouting and size, as long as he doesn't test completely terribly, he'll probably find a spot. Um, is Josh Lug not hurt? Oh, I'm, uh, he looks like he's, I mean, he played in the last game against Stanford. So, huh. uh, is that this, wait, hang on. I just want to make sure I'm looking at 20. Yep. That's 2021. Maybe I'll look that up. Maybe I missed that. Um, huh. They had him listed. Oh, he, he is he is missing the game. That is, you're right. He has a knee injury. Okay, never mind. My bad. Okay, yeah. So that would that's Blake Fisher. That's going to be starting okay. there. The freshman. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I'm, that's my bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that'll be so with some guys missing for them. That will be interesting to see how Oklahoma State is able to handle. Yeah, that. because is Kyron Kyron isn't playing, is he? Um, is he an opt out guy? Um, I I know Hamilton I, isn't playing um no no he is not playing i think he is opting yeah. out uh so that's ah oh, geez this is gonna be a yeah yeah you like you said this is gonna be a doozy of a game not necessarily for the best reasons yeah uh at receiver Braden lindsey and kevin austin jr aren't really guys for yeah. the nfl um their other their other receivers are all freshmen um yeah no this is a this is a tough. This is maybe a tough for Notre Dame. They're missing a lot of their, you know, offensive players that make this off. Because I mean, the offense did kind of pick it up as the season went on. Again, their schedule got easier, but yeah, he's foregoing the bowl game. So that's yeah. That's I mean, unfortunate. I guess the other person to talk about sadly is Jack Cohn. Um, I'd <laughs> oh, rather yeah. not. Yeah, but, uh... Uh, he's. Uh, I mean, he's still. It's he's still a Wisconsin quarterback. You know, somebody... Jack Cohen is a guy that plays the quarterback position in college football that is correct you have stated yes. the fact yes <laughs> i think that's the nicest fact i can state about jack cohen yeah he's tall kind of <laughs> yeah like he's he's over six foot he's like yep. good size um yep that's it that's all on jack cohen um then on defense it's more of the same you know like you said hamilton's out for the game uh i mean their defensive line is at least halfway interesting yeah i uh, guess tagovailoa mosa um, did you watch him i've seen him here and there um he seems fun like uh uh but i haven't like really dived in depth into his i think uh, that's the best way to put it um he's fun (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) like i don't necessarily know if he's good but like he has interesting traits. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just... We saw a lot of guys kind of similar to him, you know, have a really good process last time around. You think about guys like um, Levi and Wuzurike, uh, Oa Odigizua in last year's class where these kind of... Yeah, I don't necessarily tackles. know if he has that high okay. of athleticism. Yeah, probably not. Um, I think he is a step below them, but I do think he is a guy that some defensive line coach will talk their GM into drafting on day three. Yeah, for sure. Um, and he think he's like an older player. So I think he's like, yeah, he's a graduate. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Jason Ademilola is he in this, he's in this class, yep. I think. Yep. He's a senior. Um, Kurt Hennish is a graduate as well. That um, guy's, that guy's just pure college player. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be shocked if he makes the NFL. A nose tackle wearing 41 and more eye black than I can imagine is probably I mean, societally I, safe. <laughs> I think he, uh, I think he'll be in training camp, um, Maybe. <laughs> but like, that's it. He's got to do what, um, what they did to Patty Fisher at the senior bowl, moving to fullback. <laughs> I mean, so. sure. Yeah. 
I, uh, but I don't uh, think Isaiah Foskey is probably oh. coming back. I yeah, would assume. He was, he was very fun. This I think it was a Cincinnati game where I watched a lot yeah. of him. He's a really good player. But I would assume that. he comes back, though. Yeah, cool. yeah definitely. Um, I don't think they have any corners that are of interest. No, uh, their corners aren't even... Um, I don't think like, they're eligible. No. Well, Cam Hart is, but I don't see him coming out. Mm-hmm. Their eligible safety now is Houston Griffith, who was a backup to mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. So, like, nothing special there. Um, Drew White is a graduate linebacker for them. Not not going to be an NFL guy. Um, mm-hmm. I think Jack Kaiser is the same thing if he's eligible. He um, is. He's a junior. but Okay, so he's probably not coming out. Usually, you can kind of count on Notre Dame guys, to, unless they're guys like, uh, you know, top flight guys like uh, Hamilton and Williams. Usually, they'll go back because it's a yeah. good degree to have. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, I just don't see a lot of NFL guys. Um, yeah, I mean, this will be this will be interesting to see how Oklahoma I have had a this. personal um, personal vendetta against Notre Dame throughout the entire season. I I I hate watching them. Um, the only good thing about watching them was Kyle Hamilton, and they took that away from me. Yeah, Dude. that's fair. So, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> so I just I will watch this game. I don't know if I, I will enjoy myself. I will hate every second of it. <laughs> um, right. Well, let's flip over to the other side. Yeah, then, so we don't talk about this anymore. Yeah, uh, Spencer Sanders is another quarterback that plays the position in college football. Um, one who interesting fact I told you uh, pre-show. Uh, I got drunk and bet on him to win the Heisman one time. Yeah, um, that, uh, that, that didn't really work out for you. No, 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 it did not. Um, but he's, he is, you know, kind of, he's almost everything that Jack Cohn is not. You know, he is just completely reckless, you know, just absolute, absolute chaos in the back. He's a lot more fun. fun to watch, at least. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then uh, oh, Jalen Warren's their running back, I believe. Uh, it was the transfer from, what, Utah State. Um, he's had a yeah, really he's good a season. Missed the Big 12 championship, and that was kind of a big loss for them. Uh, but good running back, powerful runner. Uh, they run a lot of zone there. He's, you know, it's a pretty easy scheme to succeed in. Um, Don, oh, I think it's Devon Tavian Martin, who's their number one receiver, transfer from Washington State, who's had a big year. Uh, yeah, I, I believe he – I've seen him listed as just Tay. Yeah, I, I like Devon Tavian. <laughs> it's a nice little uh, tongue twister test for you. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's Martin. the one where it's uh, you you pull that out to show that you follow the draft. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, he's the only draft eligible receiver they have. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched him, um, so I can't add a whole lot other than live. Um, and their offense just has not been uh, great this year. Um, offensive yep, line, Josh Josh Sills. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is at left guard for them. Yep. Solid player. Uh, not, not the best. I think there was kind of hope he could turn into a tackle and that never really happened. Uh, so he's interesting. Um, Danny Godlevsky is a transfer from Miami of Ohio came over this year and he's been okay. I, I, he was a guy I had an eye on last season. Then he transferred. Um, Hunter Woodard is one of their guards. I believe he has a brother who had a cup of tea in the NFL on a practice squad. It was the center. Who was from that? Memphis, uh, Hunter Woodard. Woodard, he's their one of their guards, um, and I think his brother Dustin Woodard 
uh, was, I think he was the center for Memphis a few years ago. So there's some bloodlines, but you know, these guys are solid. I wouldn't say any of them are really dominant players and there's no, um, Tevin, what uh, Tevin Watkins or, um, Trevin, Tevin Wallace. No. Who's the guy who's the off the tackle last year for bears now for the bears, Tevin Jenkins, Tevin Jenkins, Tevin Jenkins. Yeah. You're mixing up him and Tylan Wallace. I assume. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So there's nobody on this line that's like him in terms of a draft prospect. I think Sills is a, you know, he's a good swing offensive lineman that you can get on day three, but other than that, not a ton going on here. Yeah. Defensively. Um, it's a lot of the same story. Um, very experienced defensive line um, ends are Tyler Lacey and Brock Martin, um, Richard Jr. and Richard Sr. respectively. Um, two seniors in the middle with Brennan Evers and Israel Antwine. Um, don't know how much their uh, younger guys have rotated through. Um, but I, I feel I remember like in the, in the Bedlam game, they had some freshman who was playing. Really yeah. Colin well. Oliver, yeah, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah. So he's obviously not eligible, but uh, yeah. I think their, their secondary is really the interesting or like they're kind of hybrid players. You got Malcolm Rodriguez, who's kind of a hybrid safety player um, plays kind of, he's just like a smaller linebacker basically. And then Colby Harvell Peel, a guy we talked about, who's again, another kind of athletically limited, but versatile safety day three pick could be a good special teamer. Uh, yeah. And it's a very experienced secondary as well with other guys that we did not talk about. Um, mm-hmm. Jarek Bernard Converse, Christian mm-hmm. Holmes, Tanner McAllister and Jason Taylor are listed as their starters for this one. Um, yeah. yeah Bernard I, Converse caught my eye, like for like, surprisingly solid for a big 12 corner um you know usually those are guys are kind of hard to find yeah. um but yeah i like him a decent bit as like a day three guy that you know you could bring in and you know he's he's not going to be a complete liability if he has to play at the professional level <laughs> <laughs> and uh so of this defense who's the guy of the starter so not including albert uh guys that could come out this year we'll phrase it like that who do you like the best for their defense i would say probably i'd say probably peel just because he's the one i know the most about um but i i think he'll i think he would probably be the i would say the one maybe gets the draft at the highest but i think bernard converse might develop into the best player Um, okay um and then for their team would you go Sills? I would, I would go oh. Sills. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably put Sills the like a little above Harville Peel, but they're honestly like they play obviously very different positions, but they're yeah. kind of similar just in their general vibe. Oh, they are will. to the position. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like they're yes. not like, they're not the best, like they're, they're pretty technically sound. They do everything at a decent level, but they're not going to be world beaters at really anything. Um, so, you know, day three guys that will help round out your roster and, you know, they could develop into solid role players. So you know, I, it, this game is weird just because, again, like there aren't many stars there right now. Um, and I think I think honestly, I'd probably give the edge to Oklahoma State just because they have they haven't lost as much. And they're I mean, the guys really seem to like Marcus Freeman, but their coaching situation is a little more solid, which is wild to say about Mike Gundy. Yeah, uh, especially after that report came out about him wanting to, to leave yeah. for Florida. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. And uh, again, with Jim Knowles in his uh, final game for mm-hmm. the Cowboys as well. Yeah. Um, but he's still there, so 
you gotta look at that as a positive for this game. Um, I guess with that, we can flip over to the next game, the Rose Bowl, Ohio State versus Utah, 5 p.m. Eastern. Um, Ohio State with just so many opt-outs. My. Yeah, I mean, I know I know the receivers opted out. Um, did they or Munford opt out? Uh, no, Munford is playing. Petit Frere okay. is not. Um, Interesting, okay. And I'll start. I'll start there. I I do not like Petit Frere as much as everybody else seems to. Is it um, uh, strength issues you see with him? Yeah, I think so. Um, he's 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 one of the best athletes I've ever seen on the offensive line. No question. Like his movement skills are incredible, um, but just not a lot of strength. Needs some refinement in terms of hand placement and stuff. Uh, so I th- I mean I think teams love to draft athletic tackles highly. So I think he'll maybe get overdrafted, but it's going to take him some time to, you know, get acclimated to the NFL level of strength. Cause I mean, we saw him, you know, when he had to go up against those Michigan edge rushers. I, I do really... think he is better on the left side than the right, but I do agree with a lot of what you're saying there with the strength issues. Yeah. Like that, that's my, like, I, I think a lot of people really fall in love with his offensive tackles, but those, those kind of offensive tackles, I, they're not really my favorite, like, cause at the end of the day, your job is to, you know, push someone around like you know, bullies. And, yeah, exactly. Like I want you to be bigger and stronger. I don't necessarily need you to be the best athlete. So, yeah, you know, as long then, as you have a requisite athleticism, you can survive. And that's like that's why I like Munford a lot when I watched him. I was like, this guy is really solid across the board. Everything they moved, they kicked him inside to guard, and he's been really good there. I like um, him at guard. I wasn't the biggest fan of him as a tackle either, um, but I, I do can, like him a lot at guard. Yeah, like I, I was I could, pushing for him to be kicked into guard for a while. Yeah, I think I mean the credit he's super tall and long. Like he has like an 84-inch wingspan at 6'6. It's insane. So like he has like the requisite size to play tackle. And I think, you know, if you ranked all the tackles, starting like starting tackles in the NFL in terms of athleticism, he would probably not be near the top. But I think he would be okay. Uh, but it's kind of like I mean, it's a little different, but like when people talked about Quentin Nelson and Zach Martin, they're like, you could play them at tackle and they'd be fine, but they can be like all pro Hall of Famers at guard. I'm not saying he's gonna be an all pro Hall of Famer at guard, but he's gonna be a very good starting guard at the next level. So I, I mean, like they're... yeah, you look at a guy like uh, you saw it with the Browns, actually, Joel Batonio having oh, yeah, pick out the left tackle. Um, a little bit of a lower end guy. I still don't even think he ends up being that Batonio level guy who's a multi time all pro. But I do like him a good bit as a guard yeah. um, with then, that f- tackle flexibility. Yeah. And then I mean, we could wax poetic about Garrett Wilson. Chris Olave, but they're not playing. Uh, they're both first round receivers. They're both really good. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jeremy Rucker is playing in this one, though. So uh, he's senior. He's probably the best tight end in this class, which is saying something. <laughs> yep. Not um, necessarily something positive, but it's something. I saw, but, uh, um, I think it was, I think it was Nate Tice said, this dude is just Cameron Brait. I'm like, all right, that's a good player. <laughs> So that's, you know, yeah. player comps are dangerous, but I was like, that, that makes sense. I'll take it. What was that again? I'm sorry. I oh. had music blaring from an ad. Oh, gotcha. On this um, page. I saw Nate Tice say that, um, that, uh, Jeremy Rucker is just Cameron Brait. I was like, all right, cool. That's an NFL yep, I like it. I like it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, he's nothing spectacular. Um, other guys on this team, obviously Stroud is a guy who will be eligible next year. Henderson. Will be in two years. Mayan Williams, I like him as a nice little uh just Change ball of, of fury. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, he'll be eligible next year. Um, Dewan Jones at right tackle is eligible, but I don't think he comes out. No. Um, and then just the Paris Johnson and uh, Luke oh, yeah. Weipler are both uh, eligible next year. Um, wouldn't be surprised if Johnson flips out the left tackle. He yeah, was that's probably the, that's probably the plan with. Uh, yeah, he was a five star tackle. Munford yeah. is like by far the the lowest ranked recruit of all these guys. For yeah, and days. he was like, and he was still super solid. Like you know, I don't think he barely gave like any sacks or pressures to left tackle. Like now ah, we're gonna move you to guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it does make sense. Like we talked about athleticism. But let's flip over to that. Do we want to do uh, Ohio State defense or Utah offense? Let's go Utah offense. Okay. Um, not a lot to talk it. about. <laughs> um, no, you got the you got the tight ends and fullbacks. Uh, Brant Queef. Yeah, I believe. I believe that's how you say it. I'm never uh, sure when I say a, it. I just take a stab at it. There's um, like Dalton Fotheringham, another tight end who's more their Y tight end. They use Queef as more of a uh, another like Cole, F- Fotheringham. Cole Fotheringham. Dalton Kincaid is their third Dalton tight Kincaid, end. Yeah, just to combine the two. <laughs> um, yeah, so I Queef is interesting because he is smaller. He's I think he's only like 6'2", 235 or something. But so yeah. he's more of a I, I think I type. like him the best of these yeah. tight ends. Yeah, um, but he's going to be in a uh, like almost like a Johnny Smith type of role where you're going to have to move him around a lot. He's not your inline wide tight end. Yeah, I um, I want to watch him a bit more, but uh, I could see Harrison Bryant perhaps ooh. as a comp. Okay, okay, yeah, I see that. I want to watch him a bit more before I go all in on that. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, I think, oh, they have a uh, Britton Covey who's like 28 years old. He's been around college. Who's like in the 2013 recruiting class. He might, he might honestly be an NCAA 14 <laughs> as like a freshman wide receiver. I, 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 I would not be shocked at all to see him. Was there. he a mission guy? Yeah. I think two years of missions. And then yeah. like, he has a medical red shirt in there too. In addition to a regular red shirt, like it's just nuts. <laughs> um, but, uh, they have a left tackle, and I, I don't think he's eligible, but he is huge, I think. Uh, but Medelli Olasini is a redshirt senior. Okay. Uh, man, I don't I don't know if I don't know how well he moves. And like he might just be a pure run blocker. <laughs> I, I but... don't think he moves all that well. But uh... yeah. This was like the I think the he's Indiana a, he's tackle. He's a huge was... dude. Yeah, some people kind of felt that way with the Indiana tackle, but he couldn't move either. But um, you know, as people have said, you can't teach girth. So, you know, if you can find a NFL team is just like, if there's not many people who are, you know, that big six, eight or six, nine, 300 plus pounds and can like actually move decently. Well, six, eight, three thirty on. So yeah, I mean, somebody's going to be interested in him if he's a redshirt senior. I only got two years of play here. So maybe, maybe not. Maybe uh, it's a mission am, thing. Is it? Oh, maybe they went to a different guy. Uh, uh, because they have a, well, no, that wouldn't make sense. Uh, I'm not sure because our lads have. He's a he's, he's he's JUCO. That's why. Oh, okay, yeah, Garden okay. City Community College. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we oh, go. Oh, from yeah, London. So mm-hmm. Okay, this will be. This is interesting. Yeah, I think so. Like he'll he'll get he'll get a tryout somewhere. He like yeah. might get drafted very late, but you know it's mostly just like all right, this guy is. Um, just a massive person like we'll we'll figure it out later <laughs> yep and then like running backs what's wise, jordan jordan mylotta Hali Pelotu, vitai or whatever his name is those yeah. guys you know they got nfl jobs so yeah. this guy can probably find one too um tj pledger is eligible at running back um 
Oklahoma mm-hmm. transfer, I believe. Yeah, don't really can't he that, couldn't really uh break into the starting lineup at either school, so I don't no. really see it happening for him. No, and Tavian Thomas isn't eligible. Um mm-hmm. yeah, not a, and then I think Cameron Rising like technically is eligible, but he's not much going on there at quarterback. Yeah, Richard uh, sophomore. Okay, so I did I'm a li- I was a little uh, unfair to Britton Covey. His first year in college football was 2015. Oh, so yeah, he wasn't quite And then he didn't quite. play in 16 or 17. But he has been in quote college since 2015, <laughs> which is Great. insane. Yeah, 20 he's going to be like a 26-year-old slot receiver. So, Bill Belichick, here we come. <laughs> um, well, let's flip over to defensive side of the ball for uh the Oots. Um Devin Lloyd is a linebacker one, really good linebacker. Um, linebacker one, he's so good, he's absolutely incredible. Yeah, I cannot agree more. Um, he's insanely good. Um, if I Sewell, I believe, is going he's declaring, pro. and I think he even opted out of this game, which is pretty Did surprising he? given that Devin Lloyd was playing. Yeah, um, because Sewell isn't as good, obviously, it's hard mm-hmm. to be, but. You know, I thought oh, he, he will. He fly. will play in the game. Sorry, he, will, he play? will play. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, and he's uh, okay. he's Penay's brother, I believe. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I believe they're the same age. Yeah. Ish. Maybe. Ish. Maybe like, like they're the same of... class. Okay. Gotcha. Like, I don't. I I would assume one's like. Well, actually, wouldn't he be? Wouldn't him and uh, him and Noah would be the same age? Oh, um, Penay's two years. Penay's older, I think. Is uh, they might be like he might be a little bit older, but uh, because Sewell's draft eligible and Noah isn't. Oh, okay, maybe not. Isn't is and Noah? Yeah, because Sewell came out at a young age for that mm-hmm. class, so I would just assume that Nefe is older by like 10 months or 11 months or something. And because Panay was barely eligible age-wise, he was one of the younger guys, I believe. So that is correct as well. And they're the same class. So I would believe Nefe is a bit older, if I had to guess. Mm -hmm. Trying to find out the exact... uh age of this like their whole setup but can't really find it that well but anyways yeah i mean those the linebacking core there is incredible um i think they're they don't have the great players on the back end like they usually do um i think mainly just because they kind of those guys graduated uh, a few years ago like with uh julian blackman and uh jalen johnson uh but you know they're still playing pretty well across the board as utah usually does Vonte davis the safety is the one that's kind of in the late riser um had made made a lot of good plays for them this year on the back end but they don't really have that lockdown corner they usually have so i mean they have Vontae davis they should have a lockdown he's corner. he's he's oh right. yeah Devontae davis he's a safety and there's no a <laughs> yeah. in his name yeah yeah um <laughs> yes, he retired and went back to college football <laughs> no um yeah i mean i believe he's like you said they're only draft eligible uh db um haven't watched a ton of him honestly so i can't really add a whole lot there um i guess we can flip back over to ohio state's defense um 
Tyreek Smith, uh, believe he was senior bowl guy. I think that's correct. Um, Zach Harrison opposite him. Has he declared, has he officially declared? I we know it's don't believe he's officially there? declared um, because I okay. believe everyone outside of Tyreek Smith that's officially declared, like outside of the seniors has opted out. There's seniors and then there's opt-outs. I don't believe any of the underclassmen have officially declared. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, but I mean, I, I know you've kind of talked about him before. Um, you know, he's crazy, big, crazy athletic, uh, but you know, I think he's kind of, he kind of was uh, had a hot start then kind of tailed off a little bit and has like oh has all the athletic traits but just needs to put it yeah. together technically uh, i i love him as a run defender um mm-hmm. i don't necessarily think he has anything in terms of a pass pass rush repertoire yet um yeah, that's the problem for uh guys you want to be your premier edge defenders <laughs> yeah so i think that really limits how high a team will take him um mm-hmm. so um I mean, he showed flashes of having good bend at the the first couple games of the year and really hasn't shown that since, honestly. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I remember that Minnesota game. He was um, on another level, but then really didn't really do much after that, which was odd. (laughs) Yeah. um, Haskell Garrett opted out at defensive tackle. That leaves Jerron Cage, who's the big boy, uh, nose tackle, has a touchdown this year. Thick six king. Yep. Um, I don't necessarily think he's anything special. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, then we saw this defense get really uh, tore up by Michigan a few years ago, um, or not years ago, uh, weeks ago. Um, so, you know, there's, there's definitely been flaws in this defense. And yeah, it, it'll be interesting with how Utah attacks it because, like Oregon, they also like to run the ball, but in a very different way. Um, you know, they're running from under center uh, with 12 personnel, whereas Oregon's running out of shotgun with, uh, you know, 13 personnel and like four, four, four by one sets to the boundary and all that. So, or four by zero sets to the boundary. Um, so they're doing, uh, Oregon's doing a lot more complicated or at least uh, diverse schematic, schematic stuff, whereas Utah is just going to run it right down your throat. So with this defense that already struggles against the run, I'm not really sure how well they're going to hold up if they're missing you know, some of these guys in their linebacking core has been suspect most of the year. Yeah. I mean, I, I look Taraja Mitchell is the one linebacker who is a senior. I don't see anything out of him. Uh, gives good effort most of the time, but that's about it. Um, Cody Simon, Tommy Eichenberg have been disappointing. Um, Eichenberg is draft eligible, but he's going back he's not even good enough to play really he should not be playing for ohio state um so <laughs> i'll put it there steel chambers uh traitsy guy running back convert uh just converted in august camp yep um so yeah, that. um he is draft eligible but he needs a lot of development at that linebacker position a lot of their top guys defensively that i like in this game are younger either freshmen or sophomores like that the best defensive tackle I think might be Tyleek Williams is a mm-hmm. true freshman. Um, JT Tuomalau and Jack Sawyer at edge. Um, Denzel Burke at corner. I think, I think a lot of the best players on this defense are freshmen. Um, Cam Brown is technically draft eligible. Don't see that happening. I think he comes back. Marcus Williamson, 
probably gone, but I don't think he's been very good. Um, we talked about seven banks a few months ago. It seems like he's yeah. gotten back in the lineup, but has not been impressive. Good. It looks like, yeah. So um, he might be heading out yeah, one way or Burke, the other. <laughs> I think Burke's probably been the best corner and he's a freshman. Um, yeah, not this is not the uh, high State defense that we've kind of come to expect the last few years. Just not, they had had a good amount of players leave, both just kind of through the draft process, and then some other ones with some kind of ignominious exits. Um, so, kind of a rebuilding year for them on that side of the ball. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it, their defense has not been great, and uh, I. I the guys that are interesting aren't draft eligible. Um, so we will move on to our last game here, the All-State Sugar Bowl. I don't know why I had the sponsor in there, but whatever, free sponsorship, All-State. Um, you can sponsor us if you want. Um, Ole Miss versus Baylor, um, 8.45 Eastern. Um, I guess we will start with the Baylor offense. Um yeah, we were Tristan talking about this. There's, there's, yeah, there's not a ton of uh, great talent here. Um, I think Dave Aran has done a really good job of getting the most out of this team. Um, yeah, I mean, they've got uh, Abram Smith, Tristan Ebner, some interesting ball carriers uh, for a team that does like to run the ball. Uh, yeah. You know, their offensive line is pretty good. Uh, Jake, I think it's uh, Jacob Gall is their center. He's an yeah. interesting prospect. Uh, could be a mid-round pick. Um, Xavier Newman Johnson's been a really solid guard for them this year as well. Uh, Tyquan Thorne's been their number one receiver. I think he might declare. Um, not sure exactly what his status is, but he is a he, senior. Um, I so, I don't sorry. know with the COVID. Yeah. I'm assuming he could come back. Yeah, those wide um, receivers are out of Baylor. Or, uh, they've changed the scheme a little bit, but still could be concerned about kind of coming out of that air raid system. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, these, this team is fun to watch uh, running the ball, but just not sure about, you know, what their pro prospects are really in the long term. Yeah. And uh, at quarterback, Bohannon isn't going, I believe you said he was transferring. Uh, sorry, that was Jacob Zeno there. Okay. One. But I think Bohannon, I think theoretically he is healthy. Uh, he missed some of their latter games uh, yeah. due to an injury and they had Blake Shapin in and he helped win the, helped them win the big 12 championship. But uh I think Bohannon should probably be back. I don't think his injury was like a big long-term injury. So I don't, I think he could theoretically be back for this game. Um, looking into that. Yep. He said he's right. It's uh, yesterday said he's ready for this game. So he'll probably play um, another one. Khalil Keith, the, uh, one of their tackles. He uh, very good season. Uh, didn't play as much. I think probably due to injury, uh, but had some really nice games. Okay, because he is listed as a backup on our lads, so I wasn't 100% sure no. if he was going to be playing. Okay. Um, but uh, I guess we can move over. Don't really see anything with their tight end, Ben Sims. Um, no. Defensively, I again, their defensive line isn't anything that stands out. But uh, Baylor? Yeah, like it's all right. I mean, they had that the uh, the big Samoan nose tackle who was Siaka, awesome. Ika, yeah, who Siaka, was awesome Ika. against uh, Oklahoma State. But I think yeah, he's he's a sophomore. Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, um, they're they're eligible guys are the ends Cole Maxwell okay. and Gabe Hall. 
Yeah, um, Maxwell's a redshirt senior. Hall's a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, but guy we talked about last time, Jalen Petrie. They're a slot defender. Very yep. good player. Yep, uh, like him like, a lot as mm-hmm. that. Um, Terrell Bernard is another kind of – he's pretty similarly sized to Petrie. Honestly, he's an undersized linebacker. Uh, but, you know, he's been made a lot of plays for this defense. Uh, very athletic guy you know, flies to the ball, like him a decent bit. Uh, definitely a later round pick just on account of his size, but. Yeah, both of those guys are redshirt seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, as is uh, Rally Tejada, who we talked about with corners. Um, we weren't fans of him. Um, Dude's a heck of a pass rusher for uh, a tiny corner, <laughs> but yeah, not my favorite. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't in on him. Um, but it's another case where the, uh, the defense, I mean, Dave Aranda's scheme is really helping these guys kind of play and uh, play above their talent uh, with, uh, I think, I think Rom Roberts is the defensive coordinator there now coming over from uh, La- Louisiana Lafayette or Louisiana normal, whatever it is now. Um, I think it's, he's the it's both. There. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's a fun defense to watch from a schematic standpoint, but not necessarily from a, uh, you know, checking out star players standpoint, but Petrie yeah. and Bernard are the two guys to watch if, if you're looking for, yeah, and like both like both of them as uh, made around guys. Mm-hmm, um, sure. And so for Ole Miss, I think we should start with their defense. Yeah, um, we don't want to end on a boring note. <laughs> Sam Williams is pretty good. Um, yeah, had a yeah, had off field issues. Um, yeah, he before. just got a, he got a uh, NFL PA bowl invite, which I was pretty surprised that he's going to that one. I thought he could have been a invite to a bigger college all star game. You know, he's a pretty good, pretty good player made a, has been there for a while as well. Um, so I, I like him a fair bit. Yeah, he is a senior. So that was surprising. Um, outside of that, is there anyone on this defense that really stands out? Their other draft eligible starters would be um, Mark Robinson at linebacker. Uh, actually, all their linebackers are. Draft I think Chance eligible. Campbell is the one. He's a transfer from Maryland. Yeah, um, he's pretty good. Um, kind of, you know, obviously this defense is kind of notoriously known for being, uh, bad, <laughs> um, but he has been kind of like the lo- the star, uh, if you can call it that on their second level, um, you know, making a lot of plays back there, uh, in the past game as well. So that's good to see, um, in terms of other players, uh, yeah, not a ton here. <laughs> uh, I think they're kind of still at the process of turning this defense over. Um, but that's, yeah. a, that's one of the guys I like chance Campbell. Yeah, I think that probably is about the end of it with those two guys. Um, their their secondary is very experienced. Um, corner DeAndre Prince, um, safeties. Uh, AJ, AJ Finley could be a he's yeah. a junior, might be Richard Junior. Yeah, he's um, a junior. So he'll probably be back, uh, given that he's relatively yeah. young and has time to keep growing uh, jake springer and owen otis reese are seniors so maybe they come out but i think finley's the more interesting guy of that safety group mm-hmm. yeah um, i would agree with that and then uh leonard is a graduate uh mm-hmm. so he would be coming out at corner but again just not a very interesting guy i i would say of the secondary finley is the most interesting as a junior and expect him to come back yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, you see this defense play on the back end, like it's just not usually going very well. So, you know, at some point you, that's like, usually just has to come down to the players. So let's, let's talk about the fun part. Let's go to the other side of the ball. Yeah. Um, I guess we can start at uh, the offensive line. Nick Broker is a junior. I, 
do you think he comes back? He's an interesting name. Um, I think he has, I think there are some people that like him as a uh, mid round guy. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that'll be, I'm not be tough sure because, if he you comes know, with, out. with, with Corral leaving, you know, you kind of expect a pretty big exodus because team doesn't necessarily want to kind of rebuild with him, but uh, he's a pretty young guy. Um, he's got good size. So I, I, I think it could go either way with him. Um, oh, sorry. I'm looking at the wrong guy. Um, but yeah, I think it could go either, either way for those guys that are younger players and theoretically could come back, but I mean, yeah, I Berker mean there has Berker has yeah. plenty of experience. So, you know, he might not be the best run blocker, but he's got the experience. So he could be like, all right, I've, I've done all I can. I'm just going to head out now. Yeah, and there are other draft eligible guys, Orlando Umana at center. Oh yeah, transfer um, from Utah. Yeah. Uh, but again, like kind of yeah, another guy like late rounder guy, uh, maybe not the best athlete, but got really good strength in the run game. Um, I think uh, Ben Brown, good solid guard. I think is he doesn't have as many snaps, so he might have gotten hurt. But I know he has. Yeah, he is hurt. Okay, hurt. yeah. So uh, let me see what year there, he, is, he might. He is a redshirt senior. Oh, I think we froze. And uh, we have uh, at receiver, um, Braylon Sanders is a senior. Um, Dr- Dontario Drummond, you said, got a senior bowl invite as well as a senior. Um, not sure how interesting Sanders And at receiver, uh, Braylon Sanders and Ontario Drummond are both seniors. Uh, Drummond has the senior bowl invite. Um, Sanders is a guy I don't think is super interesting. I think Drummond is a more interesting guy. Um, what do you think of Drummond? I, you know, he's kind of built similarly to uh, AJ Brown, just kind of that six one two twenty, almost a running back build. Um, and he's his depth of target is kind of funny. His average depth of target is only six point four yards, so he's getting a lot of quick throws on those. RPOs that are a big part of the Ole Miss offense, but he's really able to create catch well, um, tough runner in the open field. Uh, so I, I like I like his game a good bit. I'm not sure he's you know the most just ex- kind of I guess in that case it's more like a Juju Smith Schuster type where he's that kind of big slot, not the most explosive athletic guy, but if you're asking him to do a certain thing, he can be really good at that. Um, with regards to Sanders, he's kind of the opposite. Like whereas Drummond's F- A dot is six point four, Sanders is twenty point eight. So he's just deep threat, but he doesn't really, uh, he's pretty bad on contested catches. Um, so just kind of a hit or miss dude with him. It's all, it's a home run or nothing. Um, his catch rate is, uh, below 50%. So he's, uh, is again, this is one of those guys who's like, okay, this guy's, uh, fun to watch and there's, there's a lot going on, but it's not the most consistent. So I think I'm with you on his evaluation. Yep. And then at running back, a uh, Jerry on Ely is a junior, um, not sure if he will be back or not. Um, interesting player. Again, this isn't the top heaviest uh, running back class, so he could look to go out in this class um, where he could be one of the top 10-ish backs, maybe even sneak into some people's top five, I think. Yeah, they kind of went away from him this season, which was kind of odd. They got a lot of carries to Snoop Connor, which if you have a guy named that, they, I totally understand. Uh but Snoop Connor took a lot. Of, he had a lot more touchdowns, uh, did not as many yards, but they, they are the to, same class as well. Okay. So they kind of want to split up the carries there, but I, I do like Ely a lot. He kind of uh, does. He's kind of reminds me of Kyron Williams, just that smaller 
explosive back. Um, so not sure exactly what he's going to do, but I do like him a fair bit. Um, I think that he'll be pretty fun to watch against this Baylor defense. You know, we talked about those kind of hybrid players they have, and that it'll be interesting to see how Ely matches up against them. Uh, and that leaves our last guy. Um, their great uh, draft eligible quarterback, John Reese Plumley. Um, <laughs> I was wondering if you're going to bring him up. <laughs> just kidding. It's a kinkhead dent. What? I'm just naming <laughs> off their quarterback roster. That uh, yeah, these at are this some, point, these are some names. <laughs> um, no, we're obviously talking about Matt Corral. Um, interesting. Um, I haven't dove deep into any 2021 film for any of these quarterbacks. Um, he could make a push for sure to be quarterback one in this class. Um, very interesting. Um, skill set not necessarily the biggest guy he's well six built foot, yeah. i would say like what six one he's six he's probably six foot six foot yeah yeah six yeah I, six foot but well built mm-hmm. um good arm not elite mm-hmm. um early on he had games where his decision making would go a little bit out of hand especially last year i think he's uh toned it down a little bit yeah, um, he's only thrown uh, he's thrown 20 touchdowns, only four interceptions. Yeah. Uh really which is where he had that in. Yeah, yeah, he had games last year where he threw more than that in a single game. Um yeah. twice. So yes. <laughs> yeah, so definitely has improved in that regard. Um I, I think again, this is a guy where you want to see this year's tape, but mm-hmm. man, I think of the of the draft eligible uh, quarterbacks, he's the top one playing in New Year's Six Bowl. Um, yeah, no question, especially with sure. uh, Ken, with uh, Kenny Pickett opting out. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess you could argue Ritter is uh, playing in the playoffs. That's kind of some people. Yeah, I would Corral argue Corral over Ritter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no question. Like for me, Corral is my QB one right now yes, um, just because I think I think throwing the ball like he he doesn't have like that cannon arm, but the way he throws the ball is just very effortless and getting it downfield. Um, he's a good athlete, solid runner. You know, they do use him in the design run game a fair bit, you know, despite not being the biggest guy um, that can make a lot of the throws, you know, like we, like you said, like this year kind of reined it in with some of the bad decision-making um, got, got hit by a good amount of drops this year. So that hurt him a decent bit, but, you know, reined in some of those crazy plays and that's good to see, you know, him be aware of that and just, you kind of just take what's there, take what the defense gives you. Um I, 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 it's him being QB one is not necessarily a ring endorsement of himself as a draft prospect. It's more about the lack of um, anybody else really. Um, you know, I think a lot of the other quarterbacks we saw in the last, you know, two or three drafts, the number two quarterbacks would be QB one in this class, even some yeah. of the number threes. Um, but, you know, with a defensive heavy draft that we're looking at, you know, if he falls, you know, he could still be somebody's like, all right, this is our next franchise quarterback. I think that, you know, I think with the way Washington's going right now, I think they could pick him and he could be their guy for the future. Um, and he kind of gives you some of those Taylor Heineke, Ryan Fitzpatrick vibes, but, you know, with a little more athleticism and a decent bit more arm talent. So I, I like Corral a lot. Um, I think he does have room to grow, but I think he can, I think he can be a franchise quarterback at the next level, which is, something I can't for sure say about the other quarterbacks in this draft. Yeah, he is uh, my top guy as well. But again, that's not having the all 22 from this year. That's just off of 2020, all 22 and live watches. I believe that would be the case for you as well. Uh, 
So that way we're not completely tied in there if we get to the all 22 and we see someone really stand out. Um, but yeah, that will do it for our New Year's Six Bowl preview. Um, we will be back. A uh, lot of performances to discuss, obviously, from this. Um, mm-hmm. Going to be interesting to see who makes it to the uh, final. Um, before we go, uh, do you have uh, predictions for the semifinals here? Like I said, I think I think Bama beats Cincy. I not sure they cover. Um, I think Cincy, and that might be because of kind of a late garbage time Cincy score. But I think Cincy will have a respectable loss. You know, they won't get their uh, breaks beaten off. But at the end of the day, Saban's had a month to prepare for them. Um, for the other game, like I said, it's gonna, that's going to be low scoring, uh, just a lot of head bashing. And I think Georgia ultimately wins just because I think Georgia's defense will be able to take away more Michigan's offense than Michigan's defense will for Georgia's offense. And I don't think the game is, like I said, not very high scoring, but I think Georgia's defense will cause some turnovers to give their offense short fields and allows them to get some points on the board. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I'm, I, if I had to put money on it, I think I would pick Bama to cover. Um, but I think that's right around the right line. Um, I, I think it's going to be like a 17 ish point game. So just, just a little bit higher, uh, than you. So yeah, like I see it as a two score game as well. Um, I think I could see, I could see Michigan winning if McNamara plays very well, but I think that's what it's going to take. And so I'm just not going to bet on a mediocre quarterback playing very well. Um, yeah. So don't bet on either team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he he's had games that he has, but they have like this Georgia you, defense. Yeah. I'm not going to say that against this defense. So I'm yeah, going to pick exactly. Georgia to win mm-hmm. there. Um, so we will be back until then. Let's get fired up.